Good morning. Unfortunately, it's very early in the morning. And thank you for joining us for another episode of Stuff We're Obsessed With. I am joined today by the lovely Hey Bianca J from TikTok. Hey Bianca, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great today. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Uh, she woke up very early to be here because she's so excited. No, she didn't. She didn't. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of early. It is a little early. I told her she didn't have to wake up super early to do this. I was being nice. Um, and I got kind of yelled at because of that. Because my boyfriend was like, why are you making her wake up so early? And I go, like, no, no. I'm at her mercy. But she said, yes, let's do this early. But here we are. It's adulthood makes us early birds. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> but, you know. It's part of it. It's part of life. Unfortunately. All right. So um the basic questions um tell the the people who 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 you are what you do what's what's bianca j hey bianca so, so i'm bianca i go by hey bianca j on social media um i don't really know i started posting on tiktok like last year during the start of the pandemic and now i talk about twilight a lot which is not what i expected but yeah it's weird a lot of people like my opinions or they don't like them but they have thoughts on it it's really cool to be able to talk to people about that but yeah that's pretty much it i'm 26 years old i live in ohio that's me what's your zodiac sign <laughs> i'm a cancer but like a very like like my birthday is on june 22nd so if i was born like a day and a half earlier i'd be a gemini okay 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 i don't know what that means but you know that's important for some people too <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so first important uh question of all How's the driving journey going? Um, it's actually going a lot better than it has been. I started driving lessons, so I've had two so far. Mm -hmm. um, it's weird. I just get in the car and then just drive for two hours, which is something I've never done before. But um, And it's on the road with other cars. So I'm doing better. I'm more comfortable behind the wheel, but I still don't like driving. I can probably pass a test this year. <laughs> what um, what, did, what what was like your motivation to like start documenting your progress as you were uh, to, you know, learning how to drive? So I am 26 years old. Like I said, I got my temps for the first time when I was 19. And I was like, yeah, I'll learn how to drive. And then I didn't. And I got them again and again. So I've had my temps like five times now. And I keep saying, yeah. I'm going to learn. But I, you know, I never had any pressure to learn. So I never did. So I was like, maybe if I start posting about it, I'll be more motivated to learn because I'll be embarrassed if I have to be like, hey, I didn't learn. <laughs> so I'm trying to avoid that. I mean, I mean it's, a, it's a good way to keep yourself in check. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like, what's it called? Accountability for myself. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I think our, you, you may have already answered this, but what kind of motivated you to start doing TikTok? Um, so like during the pandemic, like the start of it in like March, 2020, I lived alone and I worked mm -hmm. from home. So I like had no interaction with anyone. So I just started posting on TikTok because I was like, yeah, this is something, you know? And then a few videos like took off and then I just kept doing it. And now it's just kind of something I can't stop doing because I'm like, this is a great TikTok. People need to hear about this. They don't, but like, they still like it. Do you think it's cheaper than therapy to like unwind emotionally on TikTok? Yeah, yeah. It's it's nice to just be able to be like, let me just get this off my chest or like scrolling through my For You page and be like, okay. So I'm not alone, Yeah, but yeah, it's nice. I like it. It's given me a lot of sanity during the past year and a half. 
you think it's a, it's, a, it's part of the sense of community that TikTok kind of creates within their own algorithm that we find people who also like our own weirdness and we don't yeah. feel so alone? Yeah, like uh, when I first started posting about on TikTok, it was just like a bunch of random videos. Like there was no rhyme or reason. And I started posting about Twilight and then I found like other creators who also talked about Twilight. And it's just like, wow, I have like internet friends. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's nice to be able to like, connect with people that way. Wish I had gone to Forks during the festival, but work. Yeah, understandable. Uh, do you primarily saw yourself as a Twilight uh, Stan account, quote unquote, uh, before all of this or, or how you would have defined your platform before the whole Twilight thing? So I, the Twilight thing? I'm sorry. So I like, don't like saying I'm a Twilight account um, unless it's like people are like attacking me. I'm like, I'm a Twilight account, calm down. But like, um, I just post about what I'm interested in and just by coincidence I've been interested in Twilight for like the past year which is surprising um, but like I like to post about other things like it's like 50% Twilight 50% whatever else because I know mm -hmm. a lot of people follow me for Twilight but a lot of people follow me for not Twilight because like I have like random like mini interests like mini obsessions so I have like WandaVision and I posted about that for like two weeks and I gained a bunch of followers and I was like yeah I'm not gonna continue posting about WandaVision anymore but um if you like Twilight stick around but yeah I consider myself a personal interest account who just happens to be really interested in Twilight okay did you saw the WandaVision news uh the one with uh the Agatha yes yes I, I did see that they're doing a little a little spinoff it's just gonna um, be interesting mm -hmm. well the the contract the uh, one of the reports I saw said that she was contracted for several movies and the spinoff. Okay. Wow. Interesting. I mean, I enjoyed her in WandaVision, so. I'm, 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 I'm very excited for the possibility for more Catherine Hand in the MCU. Yes. She's like amazing. She was. She was. So uh, hmm. How, what book have you read lately? Um, so what was the last book I read? I think it was. Uh, if I never met you, um, mm -hmm. I don't know who it's by. I forgot. But um, the re book I'm reading now is called The Witch Haven. Also, don't know who it's by. Uh, it's from my bookish box like thing. Um, I have a book subscription box, but I don't read the books. So I tell myself I need to continue reading the books if I want to continue getting the box because otherwise it's just a waste of money. So I'm like a chapter into that, and I'm working on that this weekend. But yeah, I'm trying to. Expand books I read mm -hmm. okay uh has there been a book that you've been like maybe like 10 pages in, five pages in and you just can't find the spiritual strength to keep going on because the book is just not that great um so like I I want to say no because usually I like I can finish any book um uh, I'd never like not finish a book but like I've started a book and been like I'm not in the mood to read a book like this right now. Mm -hmm. um, so like I read like Master One and I got like 30 pages in and I was like, nope, not right now. I need, to, I need a different book. Um, but yeah, I, I usually finish most books. I just, it takes me a while to start them. Some books I have to start like three or four times before I actually start reading it and continue reading it. All right. Uh, if you were on a deserted island and you could only bring three books with you, which ones would it be? Oh my God. Um, so I read this book called Crave. It's like a Twilight Harry Potter nonsense of a book. Okay. I'm obsessed with it. So I bring Crave. Um, New Moon, obviously. 
And then um, the smart thing would be like how to get off a deserted island. But like, <laughs> I'd probably read or bring, um, what was a book I read this year? I like really liked, oh, Ace of Spades. That was a really good book this year. Mm -hmm. I think I, I saw the, that was the, the one you posted on your TikTok that you bought it because you liked the cover. Yes. Yes. It was a really cool cover and I bought it and I read it a day. Oh, I, I can't anymore. I can't do that anymore. I can't read in a day. I used to not be like that. And then I read Crave and I like it Some like unlocked this deep memory of reading in me. And since then I read like 20 books and that was like two months ago. So and last year I read like three books. So I'm doing, doing great. You're, you are, you're, <laughs> you are. So proud. I'm proud. I'm proud. Yay. Very proud. Okay. So now we're, now we're going to get into the twilight part of the conversation. I know everybody's excited about this, you know, almost middle-aged people talking about twilight. Yes. <laughs> so were you into vampires growing up? Um, no, I wasn't. I liked Twilight, but I was like, I liked books about like fantastical things. So I like Percy Jackson, Harry Potter, mm -hmm. Hunger Games, but like that's, it's weird that I like Hunger Games because I don't really like post-apocalyptic type books, mm -hmm. but like I loved books about like fantasy worlds. Um, so I wasn't really into vampires specifically. Uh, I don't think I've read any other, no, Crave. I don't think I read any other book besides Twilight until recently that had vampires in it. So you were never exposed to like Anne Rice or Dracula, stuff like that when you were growing up? No, one of my friends told me I should read Dracula and it's on the list. The list is very long though, so. <laughs> I understand, I understand those lists. Okay, um, so what was the thing that got you hooked on Twilight? I think it was my friend in middle school because I, so I was in middle school in like 2007, 2008. So it was before the first movie came out, but like, three of the books were out and she was like talking about she's like oh twilight twilight and I was like I've never heard of it she's like read it so she lent me her copy and I read it and then I gave it to my mom and my mom read it and my sister read it and my whole family just got like hooked on it and then we watched the first movie and then we went to like the dvd release of the first movie mm -hmm. and we saw all the other movies in theater so it was just like because of a friend recommending me twilight in seventh grade now we're here <laughs> I was in my first year of college. <laughs> it's it's weird because like sometimes people will be on TikTok and they're like, oh yeah, like I wish I was like, you know, when Twilight movies were in theaters, I was like, I was around, like you, you were like 10, five. Like I was, you know. We were in the mist. We were in the eye of the storm. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was also a friend of mine who introduced me to Twilight in college. I think he gave me a, a PDF of the book. And I read it in a week. And then he bought me the actual physical book as a birthday present. Yeah, like, like I own all the books, but like my, my little Twilight book collection, it's so like, it's everywhere. Like my Twilight doesn't have like the dust cover, my New Moon's paperback, my Eclipse is hardback. It's just in my clips in the back of it, it's like Breaking Dawn coming out soon. So like I bought the clip before Breaking Dawn even came out. Same. Uh, one, I think one of my friends was, she she was going to get me a clips, but she was like, uh, she told me she wasn't going to buy it for me until the, that special edition came out with the first chapter of Breaking Dawn. Yeah. And I was so desperate to read the story. Because <laughs> what... what I'm gonna be honest with you. I was not a big fan of New Moon. 
Oh my God. Conversation over. <laughs> I, I think now as I, I've become an adult, I may I may give New Moon that second opinion. But the first time it came out, I was just, I, I don't know, the whole story just took me out of, out of the whole thing. I was never a fan of werewolves growing up. Yeah, I get people not liking New Moon if they liked Edward, if they were like really big on Edward and like loved him, him being absent for the entire story. I understand it. Okay. I don't I, agree. I have, to, <laughs> I have to confess something that you may not like. Oh, no. <laughs> it was Jasper for me. Uh, Jasper. I, I loved Jasper growing up. I did not realize he was problematic mm. until literally like last year. And so I was like, he's a Confederate soldier. I was like, wait, what? Because mm-hmm. I don't, because Eclipse isn't my favorite. So like, I didn't really watch Eclipse, didn't really read Eclipse and that's where it's mentioned. So like, why would I know that? <laughs> See, for me, I was, I was, I connected with Jasper because when I, I grew up reading um, Anne Rice, so I grew up reading Interview with a Vampire with all their vampires all depressed and sad and miserable. So the idea of a sad, depressed, miserable vampire calls out to me. And Jasper's basically sad and miserable and depressed. Um, I just like, he, he just was like such a nice, like he's like always like using his little powers, like calm Bella down and be like, hey, Bella, like I know what you're feeling and you don't need to feel like that. And I just like, was like, ah, that's so sweet. And like in Breaking Dawn, he's like hanging around Bella because he's like, you're just so in love. And now that you're not like, you know, a human anymore, I can be around mm-hmm. you. And you're like radiation of love with Edward is just comforting to be around. I was like, that's so sweet. I- we all know that secretly in the back of his closet, he still has that uniform. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is just, okay, first of all, like they're rich. I'm like, you should be paying reparations, Jasper. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that uh, now as an adult, quote unquote, when I start looking back at Twilight, when I started watching the movie yesterday, I was thinking about, I was like, Stephanie Meyer deliberately wrote a lot of these things. They came from her mind. They came, you know, they yeah. were her choices. Yeah. Like when I first started posting about Twilight, it was just like cute little like, ha ha ha, like skit videos or whatever, not skit, but it's like using the audios. Mm-hmm. And then I started like watching it more and thinking about it. And I was like, this is, this is weird. Why was this included? And I started talking about that. And now people think I hate Twilight. I'm like, why do you watch so much you hate? I was like, I actually really love Twilight. And oh, same. This is how I show my love. <laughs> same. I think I think that Twilight um, brought something new to the already existing vampire mythology. It, it granted, I it took me a while to like kind of get on board with the with the with them not having fangs. Yeah. But once I like, eh, well, the idea of them having like sharp teeth, like diamonds and being able to rip a person's neck or flesh, like that's okay. Kind of, that's, that's kind of more hardcore. So I can get behind that. The sparkling thing took me a little while longer. I like don't really understand Stephanie's vampires. I don't get it. Cause she's like, cause it's like, they don't need to breathe, but they're like, it's uncomfortable not to breathe. I was like, so you need to breathe. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. You're like, yeah. I have a theory for why they sparkle. Okay. Let's hear it. The Mormon secret underwear. The Mormon secret underwear. I've, I've heard of it. So the Mormon undergarments are these uh, uh, these spiritual vestments that they have to wear to protect themselves from like sin. And that includes coffee and Satan. Obviously. 
obviously. And it's like shimmery and they wear it under their clothing and it's like kind of see-through and it's white, it's linen. So when I started, when I was watching the movie uh, the other night, I, uh, and the scene when Edward's showing her for the first time how he looks in the light, in the sunlight, oh, I kept thinking like, oh, he, he's reflecting like the, like the shiny underwear. Yeah. So I just kept, I just kept thinking about that. And I'm like, well, well, the vampires are shining like the, they shine like the underwear because it's supposed to be the ultimate repellent of sin. Yeah, that's, I've never heard of the underwear before, but that actually like, that makes sense because it's, there's a lot of like Mormon stuff Mm-hmm. In the book um and then like the more you, like you talk about people like oh that's because of mormonism it's like oh well yes that explains it so uh just, now they're already like kind of jumped skipped into this part of the conversation what do you think of how or kind of the lack of mythology that stephanie meyer created for twi- for the, her vampire in twilight um it's it's weird i don't know because it's like there's a lot of things of like because I don't read a lot of vampire books, but like, mm-hmm. like I don't really think that that's, there's a lot of things that just don't make sense to me. Because it's like, oh yeah, Jasper is really sensitive to the blood or whatever, but he's allowed to be in school. When like, I went to public school, kids bleed. Like y- y- if he's that like sensitive, he should be at home. Yeah. And the sparkling, like I didn't really have a problem with the sparkling. It, it's weird, it's random. But um, yeah, I don't really know. Her vampires are weird. And the fact that they're able to have like children, mm. I, but not like- Well, well, and, and I don't, I don't want to come into Stephanie Meyer's defense, <laughs> but Anne Rice, the queen Anne Rice of all vampire literature herself did write in one of the, one of her newer vampire books that a vampire did got a human pregnant. Granted, it was a, a the vampire did not shoot, you know, jizz, he <laughs> shot blood. Yeah, it, it's, it's just like, I don't mind the pregnancy as much as like the weird explanation as to how it happened. Because I was like, I feel like we're going back and forth on a lot of things. Because yeah. you, you said everything, every fluid in the body is venom. What? need more explanation <laughs> i mean if everything's venom then basically if edward did that and well obviously he did that inside of her he, it would have killed her or turned her into a vampire yeah also if he's got like razor sharp teeth and he kisses bella all the time i'm like you're telling me there was not one time where she like got a bloody lip or something not once also also uh now that i remember this because this was uh, last night that i was watching it the first time that they she's they're sleeping together in twilight well quote she's sleeping and he's just being weird next to her Obviously. she's resting on top of him yeah he's a vampire he's cold and hard as stone yeah how the fork yeah she's like she's like i just love laying on him. i'm like go sleep on some concrete same it's thing go sleep on frozen concrete. concrete i mean this is i was like i understand loving him and wanting to be near him but like i would need like blankets pillows yeah. like i like softness this is just it's not like he's just muscular he's literally just like a block of ice <laughs> I, I when i was watching that i just i literally turned to my boyfriend i was like how is she finding him comfortable he's hard as stone 
and cold like i don't i don't literally i don't understand that also we're not going to get into the whole conversation of bella being on her period around him again yeah but still there's a lot of things that stephanie meyer did not like think through yeah i didn't really explain much i'm like okay we're gonna skip past that i guess because whatever all right so for you what were some of the red flags that you were noticing in the book um now that you've gone through it with a different perspective so um like I you know the whole Bella and Edward relationship how like codependent they are each other like how Bella really just like depends on Edward but then Edward just like controlling because like especially in Breaking Dawn when Bella tells Rosalie like hey I'm pregnant your brother's gonna try and tell me I can't have this baby like why would like she reach out to Rosalie of all people Rosalie who does not like her because Edward her husband is controlling and she knows Mm -hmm. that and that's just like that's the relationship that people are like oh my gosh they are perfect together I'm like I mean I guess they're like perfect together but like why mm -hmm. like the way the relationships are set up between Bella and Edward and Bella and Jacob and Jacob and Edward they're just (laughs) there's a lot and like yeah, I'm, I'm such a great friend to Bella but it's like Alice kidnapped her <laughs> Edward told her to he bribed her with a Porsche <laughs> I mean it just to some people that's that's love yeah I, I have a I have a, a a rule that we don't can shame here but there are some times <laughs> that we need to raise a red flag we need to just you know let's sit down and have a chat make we'll sure everything's therapy if we have to make sure everything's good because all right so uh you read life and death correct i i did i did read life and death how was it i did not like it not, <laughs> I didn't really, if you want to read life and death uh skip to like the last 30 pages that's all that's different um okay. it's because i should have known the first page is Stephanie writing a letter as to why she wants to write life and death. I was like, if you have to explain why you're writing a book, maybe you shouldn't write. Like, why? It's like what did she? Four pages. Did she say, what, what was the reason? So she's like, everyone keeps telling me that Bella's a damsel in distress and she's a human in distress. So to prove it, I'm going to write this with Bella being a girl or Bella being a boy and Edward being a girl. And like, it'll, uh, it'll show you that it's not because she's a girl. It's because she's a human. And it's just like, that's I should have known that the book would have been exactly the same. And then like the ending, like spoiler alert, like the ending, the Bo turns into a vampire because Edith couldn't save him. And it's like, Stephanie, what do you mean it would end exactly the same? She's like, uh, it's not because Bo was a boy. It's because he left for the airport five minutes earlier than Bella did. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like Stephanie, just, just want you to stay in the drafts. Oh, girl yeah so last 30 pages everything else not worth it last 30 pages are kind of okay yeah it's it's you know it's different so it's like quite alternate ending so basically the book itself it's not it's it's not worth the i was struggling to read it because it's like it's twilight it's literally twilight like same like conversations and whatever like there's some minor changes but like the names are just so absurd it's like jessamine and royal and Edith I'm like this who 
where did you get these from? Mormon. You had Bella and Edward, like very common-ish names. And now you go with Edith with a Y in Beaufort. Beaufort's a nice name, but. I will, yeah, I, I, no, he was a Beauregard, not a Beaufort. Like, Beau's a nice name. Uh, but, you know, I'm just like, why did you have to get these like, like, why couldn't he be like, I was going to say Billy, there's already a Billy. <laughs> Brad. So where do you stand on the whole Team Edward, Team Jacob um, So for Bella, I don't think there ever was a Team Jacob. Mm-hmm. As long as Edward was ever in the picture, Jacob stood no chance. For me, personally, if it was me, I was in that position, I would pick Jacob. Like, no doubts, because I don't want to be a vampire, and Edward is weird. I, that, yeah. See, I, I will... Uh... I want to be a vampire, but I don't want to be a vampire because of Edward. I, the uh, main reason I don't want to be a vampire is because I, I like food. Like, and then because when, like you turn into a colon or whatever, you have to be a vegetarian. And I, I, I don't want to eat tofu for the rest of my life. Like I want grilled cheese. I don't cheese. have to be a vegetarian. I can just go on my own. <laughs> You're like, thanks for the things. I'm going to go now. Basically like, thanks you guys. I got what I want. I don't know. I, I, I just don't think that Edward will be a good person to make you into a vampire. I think there will be too much guilt on his part. Yeah. And he won't be able to like live with himself for it, with it and then let you live your life as a normal vampire because he would just be guilting you along with on the on the journey too. Yeah, literally. Like he I, I I'm not a fan of Edward. I feel like he just he'd be very like helicopter vampire all of my business forever yeah and then they don't sleep like this the fact that he just sits there and like watches bella sleep like for eight hours she does nothing he's like well she talks in her sleep like yeah like four words really sit around for like go do something get a hobby i mean doesn't he play the piano yeah or another instrument again it's like how strong are their pianos because he can play the piano i feel like pianos are kind of delicate like mm-hmm. you can't put a lot of weight on them and he's like oh i'm so strong anyway not relevant <laughs> <laughs> so um this was just me randomly writing this opinion before i forgot like i one of the good things i liked about the twilight movies was were the soundtracks granted i did not like the breaking dawn soundtracks and I don't remember much about the Eclipse soundtrack, but Twilight and New Moon soundtrack were pretty, were pretty good. Yeah, excellent. Uh, and well, that's one of the things I, I, I constantly tell people about the Twilight movies. It's like the one good benefit that they gave humanity was those soundtracks. Excellent soundtrack. There's a CeeLo Green song at the end of the Eclipse movie. It's yes. so weird. <laughs> yes. I was like, I was like, what? Who, who would have told me that? Like, Celia Green, it's just like, yeah, got contact with Twilight movies, so it's an okay song. My thing is, who, who, whose idea was to include Robert Pattinson? I don't know. Like, like, did they ask him? Because I don't really imagine him being like, yeah, I sing. I'm just like volunteering that information. I'm like, would you want me to sing for the soundtrack? I don't. I don't know him, but I don't imagine him just like volunteering that. So I just want to know how that conversation happened. 
Okay, I, I'm not like 110% sure because I'm like really struggling to remember all the details, but I think in the Twilight Blu-ray and the and the making of, um, I think it was Nikki Reed. Oh, yeah, maybe. I think it was Nikki Reed who, who overheard uh, Robert singing and playing the guitar and then she recorded a sample of him and showed him to the director or something like that. But I think it was Nikki Reed who, who started the whole thing. Thanks to her. I mean, <laughs> it's it's like it fits the moment of the the scene that it's in the song. Also, uh, rewatching the movie, I did not the first time, the first couple times I watched it, I did not hear that they call Stephanie Meyer in the movie Steffi. Steffi. Yeah. Huh. I did not hear that. I know she's in the movie, but. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, here's your garden burger, Steffi. And I was like, what the f-? Me and Steffi Meyer. <laughs> also, I, I, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure this is right. Didn't Bella cook for her and yeah. Charlie in the books? Wasn't that like a thing that she was doing for them? Yeah, she cooked like pretty much every meal for Charlie in the books. Um, and then in the movies, I think they said that they wanted to be like, more feministy and not have Bella cook for Charlie. So they would just go out to eat every night. Not that you had Charlie cook. I mean, or like they both cook or just really show them. Didn't they cook together a few times in the books? Yeah, because I remember like when she got married, she's like, I don't know how you're going to feed yourself. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, no, I lived without you for so many years. Yeah, she taught him how to cook pasta or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah, I was left out of the movie because they were trying to be like, Bella's not going to cook for a man. Yeah, but then we got a weird, creepy baby. Although, although in the book, um, Bella, like, eats lasagna and then, like, drinks milk in the same scene. I'm like, this is the, the most disgusting thing I've ever read. <laughs> I... I... I don't want to I don't want to be mean but I've heard a couple of my friends who happen to be of the white kind who do that like I, I don't I'm not a fan of lasagna and milk is a beverage is just weird to me but like putting them together like no it's just weird it's I mean it's it's in the same ball field of people who dip their Wendy's fries into the Frosties I mean like potatoes are versatile <laughs> it's an ice cream like I've, I've done it before it's not something that I like I don't like go to Wendy's like buy a frosty and fries so I can do it but I'm just like yeah I've, t- I've tried it before it's weird because the the fries are very hot and the ice cream is very cold and it's like it's not like something I it's not disgusting but it's not something I intentionally try to eat wow wow <laughs> you know so, we're not here for ju- we're not here to judge we accept everyone Except we don't, we do judge if you eat pineapple on pizza, though. That's that's a line we don't cross here. My sister likes that. Weird. Uh, She's my pizza, though. So, okay. All right. So, uh, the most important part of the most important question uh, what's your beef with Stephanie Meyer and has she responded to your emails yet? So, it like, it's kind of like a joke. I've not, I've never emailed Stephanie Meyer. I'm not like harassing this woman, (laughs) but um, I just like, was looking at her website one day and I just saw things. And I was like, Stephanie, this is horrible. Why would you like, she's like, oh yeah, Jacob has no problems. He has no faults. And like, I love Jacob, but I can admit he has faults. Yeah. Like, he 
perfect. If you are mad at him, reminder, he is a kid and he's right. I'm like, Stephanie, what is that? But yeah, I've not emailed her. It's just like a joke. I'm like, yeah, respond to my emails. Um, if she ever emailed me, I'd probably cry. <laughs> I don't even know if she has an email. She's very hard to get in contact with because she doesn't yeah. have like, her own personal thing. It's like fickle fish films or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you, that's how you, and they don't have like a, they have like a website, but yeah, it's not like Stephanie. And I think you probably have to go through her dad first before going directly through her husband and her. Yeah. Uh, well, Stephanie Meyer, she's a, she's a, she's a qu- quite a lady. I mean, like, you know, I can't like hate her, hate on her too much because she made Twilight. So true. true. It's in that she's just, well, it's not as bad. Well, I don't know how to define it if it's quite as bad as JK Rowling. Yeah. No. I mean, at least Stephanie Meyer has a common sense, just sort of keep to herself. <laughs> Stay off of Twitter. I mean, true. I mean, it's like I was was talking to one of my friends the other day because she wants her her son to read Harry Potter. But she also kind of feels conflicted with the whole J.K. Rowling thing. And I'm like, well, you can you can separate the two things. You can separate, you know, the the values and teachings that you can get from Harry Potter and then the horrible monster that's J.K. Rowling now. Yeah. And I think it's sort of the same thing with Twilight. I mean, you can use Twilight as a cautionary tale red flags in a relationship <laughs> and you can yeah. separate it from stephanie meyer's mormonism yeah it's it's like it's like you know i got i buy a lot of twilight merch but i buy it from like small shops because mm-hmm. you know first of all their merch is just so much better yeah. um but like i'm trying to limit the amount of money i'm giving towards people who promote harmful things yeah so we're going to talk now about the Twilight books. And I, let me see if I, yeah, I wrote, I added Midnight Sun. I, I thought I forgot about Midnight Sun, but I haven't read that one. So, uh, so we're going to, it's both the books and the movies because I, I wrote other stuff about the movies and the books. So Twilight, what was like your general whole I, uh, opinion of, of the book and the movie the first time you saw them and read them? Over it. Oh, like the connection just like dropped, so I missed the entire question. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. So, what was your like your for like your overall opinion on the first time you read Twilight and read and saw the movie? Um, so I I love Twilight. I think it's a really good way to start off the story. Um, I love I love the Twilight movie. Like the blue tent, it's iconic. It's probably one of my favorites. After New Moon, there's only like five, so it's not really a huge list, but um. Yeah, it's my second favorite. Um, I don't know, I really like it. It's just so like, they're all so young and new. It gives off this like little indie film vibe. And like, I really like the book too. It's just, it's mm-hmm. a very cute mm-hmm. story. I think one of the cute things about the book is that it, if you if you just read Twilight yeah. and don't read any of the other books, book it in itself, it's a good story. It's, yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's it's good on its own. You don't need to like read Twilight, mm-hmm. New Moon, whatever, to like be invested in it. But it's just like I don't know. It just starts and ends because it. I just love it. Like when I watch Breaking Dawn at the end and they have a little montage like them showing them in Twilight, I'm like, oh, they're so young and like they didn't even know what was gonna happen. Uh, it's like I as much as I crap Twilight, I love it. 
No, those actors don't even talk about those movies. And now uh, 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 Christian Stewart and Robert Pattinson, I think Taylor don't talk about Twilight anymore. Yeah, like it's it's weird because they're like, because I'm not gonna say like it made them famous mm-hmm. because you know they had stuff before then and they had stuff after then, so they probably got there anyway. But they're very talented. But it's just like it's weird that you know a lot of like the the three main people don't really talk about it, but like people who like you had like minor parts are still like, yeah, it's me. Mike Newton from Twilight. <laughs> I think that's the only big film role that guy can squeeze still. Because yeah, even so. um oh what oh god I forgot her name, Anna Kendrick. Oh shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think Anna Kendrick even in an interview forgot that she was in Twilight. Yeah, I because I remember her mentioning it. I was like, I mean, it's very because when I watched Pitch Perfect, I was like, it's the girl from Twilight. <laughs> Love Pitch Perfect. I think she was also she also auditioned for Bella. That she would have been a good Bella, I'm gonna be honest. Because you know, she's got a very sarcastic little thing, and I think that would have worked well with Bella. Who would you have cast as your Be- Bella and Edward? I don't even know. I who was like a movie, who's like big in movies at that time? No, it could be anytime, anytime. Anytime, anytime. I I've suddenly forgotten every actor I've ever heard of. I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine anyone else playing them because, like, I don't know. Because I've watched Twilight so much, it just. I. That's what I see when I picture it. And like, you're like, oh, let's reboot Twilight. I'm like, let's not. I don't. <laughs> I, I couldn't imagine someone else playing Edward and Bella. I mean, at some point, like, I'm sure they do a great job, but like. At some point, Netflix might reboot Twilight as a, as a they series. They should do it like, they should do that. I, I would watch that. I would be interested to see who they casted. Maybe they might actually cast a lot of people of color this time. Yeah, that's kind of like, don't let Stephanie Meyer know about it. <laughs> just just not tell her until... It's not off. Twilight, Stephanie. It's, it's just, you know, it's Twilight. Like, <laughs> there's different you gotta listen did you did you read the um the first treatment they give they gave the script when it was still part of paramount no so this is my first time hearing of it okay so i think if it's if i'm correct so the first time they were they sold the 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 rights for the book to become a movie it was to paramount before it went to lionsgate and summit um originally in that script they made Bella into the track star of the school who had to move to Forks because of that. What? <laughs> that literally is kind of like taking apart a big part of her character. She's not athletic. Yeah. That's very, it's, you know, it's a part of her character. I don't know where they came up with that. I'm glad they didn't do that. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the reasons why I think she did not go through with that, with, with Paramount's uh, deal. Yeah. And then she waited a few more years and then Summit ended up pick, taking the movie and then doing what they did with it. Yeah. So I'm glad we ended up where we ended up. Yeah. I mean, it could have been worse. It could have been worse. I'm thinking about a thousand ways it could have been worse. Yeah. Um. Let me see what's here. Okay, so this is the, this is the big thing that I I I, I kind of had a, a slight meltdown the other day when I was watching the movie. 
and I need you to have this meltdown with me, or at least maybe you can clear clear uh, also additionally clarify this for me as well, because my boyfriend and I had this discussion. I forced him into this discussion. <laughs> so the first official time that Edward and Bella quote unquote meet is in the biology class. Yes. Okay. But unofficially, the first time they meet is in the cafeteria when he's walking in. Yeah. Okay. Keeping that in mind, vampire, according to Stephanie Meyer's mythology, vampires can have the super hearing and each one has a particular gift and Edward's being, he can read minds. Yeah. That's not a very common vampire gift. Every vampire can read minds, but we're not going to get into that. So the point is, why couldn't he detect the moment he walked into the cafeteria that he couldn't read her mind? I think because like because like in Midnight Sun, he like he'd been around Charlie before and he just straight up thought Charlie was dumb because he's like, this guy has no thoughts. So he probably thought the same thing. Like, oh yeah, dumb police chief, dumb daughter. Makes sense. None of them think. But that's that's just <laughs> a stupid explanation. I'm sorry, that's just a stupid explanation. <laughs> I mean, yeah it doesn't make sense it's one of those things that stephanie meyer like including it's like you didn't think about this for more no. than like five minutes did you because i i, I it, you, later on in the story when she's in port angeles and those dudes are when she gets herself in trouble with those guys and he shows up he literally yeah. tells her i've been tracking your i've been tracking you for miles he's been listening to people's thoughts for miles yeah so how can he not detect quickly like even though even with the whole charlie thing wouldn't that have made him a little bit more curious i mean yeah no it doesn't make sense <laughs> i mean I, I get that a vampire at one point will get bitter and depressed and miserable and like they may have seen everything in life but come on the dude he finds a person who who whose mind is blocked off from him and he doesn't and find that a little weird. It the whole like how Bella's a shield, like as a human, is just very strange. And people got into like arguments with me on my account about it. Cause I was like, it's weird because she's a human and he she's able to block Edward's powers mm-hmm. and, and Aro's powers. And Aro's been a vampire for a very long time. And she can just without even trying. It's like I understand that like sometimes powers show up like as a human, like in a mild way, but like Edward wasn't out here reading people's minds as a human like he just kind of like had an idea who's good at reading people but like he couldn't like hear their specific yeah. thoughts i don't know i uh, i don't want to be mean but could it be because she had an albino in the family i mean maybe people think it's because she had like a she's like part vampire like way 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 back but uh, that would have made sense though. If she was a vampire way, way back, how would her bloodline would have continued if, if Vernez can they can Vernez may have a child? I think yes. A lot of people think no. Because uh because in the book, right before Jacob imprints on Renezme, they talk about how they think that they imprint because they like it's to carry on your like line of werewolves and like to produce the best werewolves. Yeah. And that's just a yeah. weird conversation to have a few chapters before he imprints on Renezme. Like, why would you bring that up? What? Why is that relevant? Because the next, because there's only one imprint happening from now on. So we could have avoided that. So what I'm saying, what I'm hearing is Twilight is basically underworld, but more Mormon. Maybe. Never read Underworld. <laughs> or watched Underworld. Is it a book? Movie? It's a movie. It's a movie. It starts. Uh, Never watched. 
Uh, it starts, let me see if I can remember her name, Kate Beckinsale as the vampire and uh, Michael Sheen as the werewolf. Oh. Before he jumps ship to. Aro. Yeah, as, as Aro. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so one of the uh, one of the funny things I kept remembering about when I was watching the Twilight movie was how clunky at times the dialogue was. And when I was re reading the book, it also felt a little clunky at, at times. But hearing the whole so the lion fell in love with the lamb. Yeah. Like, no one talks like that. They're, it's just very like watch like reading those books that are like books about like you know high schoolers that are clearly written by adults. I was like, you don't spend a lot of time with high schoolers, which I guess it's good because you're like in your thirties, mm -hmm. but, um, but they don't talk like romanticizing that. a weird idea too. Yeah. I'm like the lion fell in love with the lamb. The lion is gonna want to hurt the lamb at some point, at some point that that's, and then like, oh, you're my own personal brand of heroin. Thank like, you. Thank you. Cause he started off with like a different analogy that was like, like an alcoholic and like old beer or whatever. And I was like, that's, you know, somewhat better for being like, you are heroin to me. It's just weird. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, the whole thing that he was that interested in her blood. Yeah. And that was- And the, like, that's, I, I, that's I don't just know. Their relationship. It's like, she can't, he can't read her mind mm -hmm. and he loves her blood. And I was like, do you even know anything about her as a person or is that just because you're like she's just so interesting to me like if she became a vampire right away would you still be interested in her because she doesn't have the blood anymore so keeping on that same wavelength with the, the midnight sun um isn't that like one of the reasons why he kind of like some some somehow sticks around bella because he he kind of figures out maybe this girl's somehow interest interesting or he just wants to keep her around like a pet. Because I always thought he just wanted to keep her around as a pet. So he like, he finds out he can't read her, read her mind and he gets like obsessed with the idea of her. And then he just starts building up this like idea of her in his head because like he can be inside other people's heads. So he knows what they're like, mm -hmm. but he can't be inside Bella's head. So he's just like, oh my God, she's probably like this and like this. And it's like, you are building her, her up to something that she is not and trying to put her in this box of this perfect, like pure girl who, you know, it's just, uh, Edward, why? Now I'm picturing Edward calling, having a secret closet in the house with like Bella, with Bella's weird shit. Like he goes into with her the house. Bella mm -hmm. the Bella and he just sits there like, what are you thinking? I mean, yeah. Like when he like watches outside of her window, he like first starts outside of her window and he's like, I'm no better than keeping Tom. He's like, actually I am because I'm protecting her. And then he <laughs> breaks into her house. I was like, Edward, this is creepy. You can, you can rationalize it any way you want. Mm -hmm. You're being weird. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, he, he was a virgin for like 118 years like in the movie and 95 years yeah. in the book. Yeah. I'm like, Edward, this is just, I well, my God, he's so right. <laughs> this is why I would not be with Edward. He free, uh, yeah. As soon as he was like, I cannot imagine life without you. I'd be like, buddy, we just met. I gotta go. We just met. Maybe think about that. I'm like, dude, what do you? What were you doing before I showed up? Then just being miserable. Did you have hobbies? All right. Exactly. So, new moon. I, I feel like New Moon is your book. 
New Moon is my book. I love New Moon, um, partially because I love Jacob. It's me and Jacob have had a long journey together, but um, I, I love New Moon. I love the stories about the werewolves. Um, Edward's gone, but also, okay. So part of the reason I like New Moon is because I think it's important mm-hmm. in the entire mm-hmm. saga to see Bella without Edward, because if they had just been together and it's been four books of them being like, oh, I'm so in love. And they had never like tried to be without each other or done anything. It's like, I, I wouldn't have liked it as much because like, yeah, when they came back together, it's like, okay, fine. You guys, you know, you need each other. Mm-hmm. Weirdly codependent, but I can see that now instead of them being just like, oh yeah, four books. We're so madly loved. Like that's, that would be boring to me. Give me some drama. So you think New Moon is the key book in the saga, basically? Yes, I think, I think New Moon is very important to the saga. I think it's, you know, because a lot of things that happen in New Moon carry over into other books. Mm-hmm. Can't, say that, can't say that for Eclipse. Um, but Wasn't Eclipse I, like an afterthought? Like she had to include a third book in order to have a four book deal? I'm not sure what Eclipse was. I don't know the whole story. I just, I feel like Eclipse is like a filler, an entire filler book. Like I'm fine with filler chapters and filler storylines, like B storylines or whatever, but like the entire book, just, just filler. But New Moon though, New Moon's a classic. okay so what how was your what was your opinion with and during the movie when Bella was emailing Alice as her therapist that I was like this is this is troubling (laughs) this is not (laughs) this is concerning um yeah it's and then that's when people are like Alice is such a good friend to Bella I was like she left her Mm -hmm. just like Edward did it's like yeah she came back but like Edward is not her, Edward is not like in charge of Alice. Alice is her own person. Yeah. I, yeah. So, and she left just like Edward and didn't get in contact with her at all. It's like, what, what's Edward gonna do? My thing Fight is, you? Like, didn't, okay, so Carlo basically was saying that Bella was part of the family, that they had to treat Bella part of the family. Why were they all okay with Edward's plan? They literally call Bella family like, four times like you're a part of the family like in twilight they're like you're a part of the family now and then at the end of new winter like you're part of the family now and then in breaking down like welcome to the family now and then when she becomes a vampire it's like welcome to the family like you guys have welcomed her into this family like every single book (laughs) every single book i was like i really feel like maybe there's some mixed signals here yeah because like welcome to the family we're gonna go now (laughs) i know we just left you for six months but your family how do you feel about the how Stephanie Meyer handled the whole Native American representation in her books? Um, I it's shady because she used she used a real tribe mm-hmm. and used their name and sort of like bastardized their stories. Yeah. And then she, you know, just made their and then she like got a lot of money from it and decided not to give any of it to them even though they like need it. And I just think it's so, and then she, the way she characterized all the werewolves is like these violent and, you know, they like attack their women, whatever. Yeah, she made, she made them into stereotypes of what we, yeah. the, the idea of a savage native. And then like the one like native woman that she has, Leah, it's like, she's two, she's Leah and Emily. And Emily gets attacked by mm-hmm. her partner. And then Leah, it's like, oh yeah, you tried to be in a man's place. So now you get to be miserable congratulations it's like girl what what is your beef with them it's i think okay have you seen um res Res, reservation dogs on hulu 
no it's not hulu's not sponsoring us but <laughs> but um it's a, it's a show by taika waititi um it's really good it basically it's it's, it's set on the on a reservation and it follows these kids lives and watching the show uh i kind of remembering now what we were saying about emily and leah uh, Native American women are like on the highest group that, re- that uh, on the that receive violence. You know, they, yeah. there's they go missing on extremely high rates. There's murder, their murder per capita is like extremely high too. So the idea of Emily being a victim, yeah, I don't want to say sus, but homeboy smells sus in how Stephanie Meyer decided to make her that. And the same thing with Leia, again, a lot of in the show kind of also depicts that most of the women who are, don't have a man in their life have to assume these, the stronger stands and they become, I don't want to say they portray them as, as a bitch, but it's kind of, yeah. there's no I other way to make it. break. Yeah. So, yeah, well, we'll get into Leia, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Leia soon. Because again, she's one of those characters that I've, as an adult, I, I'm re-looking at her with a different perspective. Yeah. So, all right. Um, this is where this is where we might have to argue a little bit. Why do you hate Eclipse? It's, to me, it is a filler book, story, movie, whatever. Because like, if you're watching Twilight, show it to someone who's never seen it before, and you showed them Twilight, New Moon, and then Breaking Dawn 1 and 2, mm-hmm. they would not question it. They, they wouldn't think that it's weird, because New Moon ends in a proposal. Yeah. So if the next movie started with the wedding, it wouldn't be confusing. And it's just like, the things that happen in Eclipse don't carry on into Breaking Dawn. Yeah. Like, True. The, the newborn army all gets taken away, so that doesn't get carried into Breaking Dawn. Like, Bree doesn't stay with them, so that doesn't get carried on. Um, like, what Eclipse does is it sets up imprinting. And that's the only thing that really gets carried on into Breaking Dawn. But Jacob has his own section of Breaking Dawn, so that could have been handled there. It's just, to me, not enough happens that is relevant to the storyline. Did you, like, um, oh, I don't remember if this is still in her website, but in the early days when, when in Stephanie Meyer's website, she wrote like a, the explanation as to why each book was written. Yeah. And I think she wrote, uh, she explained why she wrote Eclipse. It was because of the, she had yeah. to write an additional book because of the deal. So like, so on her website, I don't know about that part, um, but like on her website, she's like, cause someone, she's like, frequently asked questions. It's like, what is the major plot development in Eclipse? I was like, why do you have to explain that? Why, do you, why is it a frequently asked question? Why do they not know what the plot is? Um, but she's like, it's because it's to show that um, Bella had to make this decision, this final decision between being a vampire and being with Edward or being with Jacob. I was like, that decision's been made. Book one, it yeah. was made. So I don't understand why you needed a whole book to say, oh, Bella's using Edward, like plot twist. Like, no, no, we knew this. This is not, this is not a revelation. Mm-hmm. The, the whole Eclipse FAQ just irritates me. <laughs> so you know that the, in the original story, it, there was no um, Irina involvement with the Volturi situation and it was Victoria. That would have made sense if that was something that happened. Yeah, because it was just like, it was just supposed to be Twilight, New Moon, and <clears throat> Breaking Dawn, no eclipse, no newborn army. And Victoria's the one who goes to the Volturi and tells on them, tells on the Collins of what they did with the creation of Renesme. 
and because they she they killed James and that's how they show up yeah that would have that would have made more sense because I just feel like the newborn army and like this whole thing I'm like this was just unnecessary because it's not really like it shows like the vampires and werewolves working together for the first time but like outside of that we don't even really get to see that really because Bella's in a tent I feel I have a theory that Stephanie Meyer does not like writing um what's it called action scenes because if you notice there aren't a lot in the books because Bella's Bella's either like knocked out or just not there and or we end up getting like how many pages is it of them just talking and breaking down like it's and then Stephanie Meyer she's like like, I wrote a big a big scene the the Bella's birth scene that's her like big she's so proud of her the birth scene she's like it's so violent and i was like this is girl you had armies and fighting and your final battle was a conversation please i mean she 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 did say she wanted to write her own version of the merchant of venice but girl you know shakespeare (laughs) uh another point about eclipse of the the movie how do you felt when they recasted Victoria? I, first of all, I didn't know. I'm a very unobservant person. Um, I didn't realize it. Uh, but I, it's it's sad because the girl who was originally cast, is it Rachel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, I didn't, she's like, I told them I was willing to come back. I don't know why they recasted me. And that just like makes me sad because, you know, it's like, I like the original Victoria. Like I like the new Victoria, but I don't understand why they had to recast her. So this, I'm not entirely sure I should have looked at looked this up. I remember at the time that they that I think Bryce Ellis Howard said that she they originally approached her to do Victoria, and she said no because quote unquote it was supposed to be a small it was a small role. Yeah. So she said no. So Rachel came along, and then she was supposed to go film a movie in Puerto Rico, and at the same time they were supposed to start filming Eclipse. But it could have worked. I don't remember the exact details because I knew she was in Puerto Rico the time they started filming Eclipse because I was still living there. Um, and that's, she She was supposed to film the movie and then she was supposed to leave earlier to go to Eclipse, but then that didn't happen. And then they brought in the other girl. Yeah, I, the, the recasting is weird because yeah, the one girl, she's like, I she's like, I said I would come back, like I'd work my schedule. They didn't want to work with me. So I was like, okay. It, it was sad. I did not hate Bryce Ellis Howard. I actually did kind of wanted her to be Victoria from the very beginning. I just didn't like how she was introduced. Yeah. Um, the other another thing about Victoria, do, do you remember her details from the the first books? Mm-hmm. No, I remember. I remember like reading her like about her in the illustrated guide, and it's just like this long tragic story. But so first the 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 one detail that I I remember about her from Twilight and and New Moon, she doesn't talk. We don't hear. Yeah, we don't hear Victoria officially speak until Eclipse. Yeah, because she just because she's like what's it called evasive, mm-hmm. so she doesn't like. I just. And she, she does talk in the movie. Yeah, she does. And that's the thing, if for, for Eclipse, they took away, I think she had one speaking line and they took that out of the movie because they wanted to be more faithful to the book, to the representation of the book. Yeah. I think, I, 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 I don't like, 
I'm not a super big fan of Eclipse, the book or the story in general, because in generally I just don't like werewolves. But I do think that Eclipse is a way better visually done movie than Twilight. Like the characters do look more like vampires. They do look more. Yeah, Edward looks very vampire-y in Eclipse. That's what I think. I was like, I mean, I know it looks weird, but like he's not supposed to look like a teenager, Mm -hmm. like a regular teenager. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and the, the one thing about, I think, the contact lenses in Eclipse, I think I mentioned, I sent that to you yesterday in the message, um, the, 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 the contact lenses were hand-painted. Hand-painted? Is Eclipse. that even, like, safe? Yeah. I mean, the, the, I mean, the technique they must have used was. But, yeah, that's why the contact lenses and, and New Moon uh, are look the way they do. And then the ones in Eclipse are not as shiny but they're still kind of bright that you can tell the difference when they're wearing the, the dark lenses and the and the golden lenses. Yeah. But when you get to Breaking Dawn, you get the same lenses from the first movie. And I hated those. They look, they, they didn't look wow. They didn't look like vampire eyes to me. Yeah. Cause they're supposed to look, it's like, I don't know. It's supposed to be like, I feel like it should, it should be like, what's it called? Obvious, but like not obvious. Cause mm-hmm. it's like humans are unobservant which we are i'm a very unobservant person so i probably would not even notice it but that's a, that's the thing about i mean and and Anne rice's vampires the, the one thing that her vampires doesn't it, it gives them a way that they're not human is their fingernails because the, their fingernails look like glass yeah so with twilight i always thought that the one defining feature that you know made these cre- characters stand out as non-humans were the eyes but when the movie's the only one that actually gets it right, it's New Moon. New Moon. But that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, we'll agree. We'll agree. We'll agree. We'll agree. So, what was your what was, what was your opinion on the on the the short book, the short story, the Brie Tanner one? Yeah, the short Second Life of Brie Tanner. Okay, uh, so I own that book. Same. Have I read that book? That is a different story. <laughs> No, I, sorry, I have not read that book because I don't, I don't know. I just have, like, I own it. It's a, I can see it's a very small book. I could probably read it fairly quickly. I just have not gotten around to reading it. I'll probably read it soon. So it's, do you want me to people say spoil it a little people bit say for that you? about life and death. Do you want me to spoil it a little bit for you? Just a tiny bit. I mean, I, I know some spoilers, so go ahead. Okay, so I, I, I really like the book because they were treating the newborns like a cult. Yeah, and the, that mentality that. was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. So if they would have carried that out like a little more or made it a bigger part of the story, again, it it was pretty good. But I don't know. the The book for me kind of felt like it was just made for for the girl who played the role. Yeah, for the director, so he could like understand what was going on with the newborns at the time. But in general, there's not like a whole lot that you can say like, oh yeah, this is. This is, you know, a defining pillar in the Twilight um, canon story. Yeah. Like, I just read the Illustrated Guide this year. I think this year. Maybe last year. Like, like so I, I, you know, slowly working through all of the Twilight books, side books, I guess. So what's your, what's your stand or your take on Breaking Dawn? I, I feel like Breaking Dawn should have been 
different because mm-hmm. the, the first three books are talking about Bella wanting to be a vampire and wanting to spend the rest of her life with Edward. And Breaking Dawn, the book, is about not that. It's about Bella like getting married, becoming pregnant, and then being a vampire, but like not even being like a mom and a vampire, just being trying to stop this waging war between the Volturi. And then it just is this anticlimactic ending that's just a conversation. They're like, okay, well, we still have problems. We'll see you around, I guess. So I feel like maybe it should have been more about Bella mm-hmm. in her transformation, being a vampire, just in that life, because like it was built up to be this huge change in her life and nothing really changed for her personally. Like she still has contact with Edward, not Edward. Wow. With Charlie, she's still, you know, with Edward and she's not, she doesn't like experience the like newborn craziness. So she just lives her life as normal. It's just weird to not, they, they built it up to nothing. I remember one of your in one of your TikToks, you mentioned something about that you would you would have handled the story differently. How would you how would have you personally handled the 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 breaking down story if you could have done it? Um, I don't know. I feel like maybe it could have been like they go to their honeymoon, whatever, and then Bella decides she wants to hold off on being a vampire and they try to go to college and then something happens. Maybe that, or maybe Bella just does become a vampire and you know has to adjust to that. And it's like her trying to maybe she goes crazy. Maybe she decides, I don't want to be with you anymore, Edward. And Edward has to go and get her back. Just something more interesting than just, oh, Bella had this weird half-vampire human baby, Jacob imprinted on her, and now the Volturi is trying to kill us all. Like that's, the Volturi can still come. Just give them a better reason. Would you still the kept the imprinting? Was, probably not, no. Um, I have issues with imprinting as a whole. Like with every single imprint in the books, I don't like it. Um, but like, it's weird because like I hate it but then like people on TikTok have me like defending it because I'm defending Jacob and I'm like it's it's not his choice he had no control over it um so I probably would not have included imprinting in the story like literally at all okay okay but that's probably why I'm not a writer (laughs) (laughs) so we're we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more already we've already been talking about the characters but we're just gonna rapid fire some opinions uh as we move along this list so why do you think Bella was a shield? Um, I think it's got something to do with her parents because Edward talks about how like Renee and Charlie both have different types of minds than other people. Mm-hmm. How like Charlie is like, he just doesn't really get words. He gets vibes and emotions and Renee's like shouting essentially. So I think it has something to do with her like lineage because why, why bring that up if it's not just Bella? Um, but yeah, I'm not sure why she is a shield but my best bet is it has something to do with charlie okay all right uh so compare in the books bella is described as constantly tripping and falling over but in the movie she's tripping over her words do you think that was a, a, a good metaphor instead of having her tripping all the time literally in the movie having her like stutter and her, um, when her when she was speaking um i would have liked to see her being clumsy like her, you know, having like her difficulty speaking, whatever. That's like, it's iconic. You know, when everyone like tries to like recreate Bella, they like do the whole like, uh, yeah, that whole thing. But um, I would have liked to see her being a little more clumsy because it would have made, because like, that's why Edward was so protective of her because he's like so worried that she's going to, he's going to be without her for like an hour and she's going to trip and like fall and impale herself on something. So like it explains more of why Edward is so protective over her. 
understandable okay so uh this is i think i think i i, I wrote this in one as a comment in one of your edward calling is a selfless king videos <laughs> i wrote that king. i wrote the comment edward Cullen is a little bitch psycho boogaloo <laughs> literally he like i used to like i didn't love edward growing up but um but like i used to, i was like oh yeah he's great and then i read it more and like i watched more as an adult and i was like this is he's not okay this is not a healthy relationship like this is this is scary i understand why charlie hates edward because from the outside because like from the inside it's bad mm -hmm. uh, but from the outside it looks way worse so basically edward's a gigantic creeper yeah yeah and it's weird because charlie's like oh yeah edward the colin kid they're so nice and then like he like he you know starts dating her daughter he starts Edward starts dating Bella and Charlie's like, yeah, no, he's not nice. He's weird. And he was right. He was right. He is weird. Um, so why are you what's so why are you strong so strongly defending Jacob? Why 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 are you so attached to Jacob Black? Uh so I used to like, I loved Jacob in high school, like middle school. And then I was like, Jacob sucks. Like last year, there's like a whole saga with me and Jacob where I was like, I really want to like him, but he sucks. I hate him. I can't like him. And then I was just like, you know what? If people can come on here and defend Edward and say Edward is a consent king and selfless and perfect, I can defend Jacob. So that's what I started doing. And it's so funny because every time I do it, people in my comments are like, well, Jacob did this. And I was like, Edward did this. Like, we can do this all day. We can do this all day. Four books. I got time. Do you think there was a there was a, uh, a line in Taylor Altner's contract to say that he had to take off his shirt all the time? uh yeah probably especially after <laughs> after new moon they were like yeah no sorry you are not gonna be wearing a shirt for the rest of the you just throw out all your shirts <laughs> his wardrobe is just shorts it's just shorts pants. that's one of the things that i kind of missed in eclipse was the the wolves having the little pouches in their legs they tie around their ankles it's like because you don't really explain that, you know, like Edward, will, like Jacob will like turn into a vampire. Or, oh my God. Jacob will turn into a werewolf. It'll come out like with all his clothes on. It's like, buddy, where's your pouch? But I think my boyfriend and I were talking about the one day and he's like, do they have like backpacks hidden all over forks? So just in case when they transform, they can put on clothes quickly. Yeah. Because like they're, cause they're not really able to control it that much at the beginning. Like my thing though is how, how are they getting all their clothing because if they keep ripping them off yeah so do you think alice was helpful towards bella at any point in the stories specifically when in in new moon um i i it's it's complicated i think i think alice liked bella as a friend and like you know it's like oh yeah but i think alice more so saw her as like a pet yeah than yeah. a friend do you think that 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 same feel continue after she became a vampire, or that one like kind of not? Um, I don't know. Probably not because Bella's very like she she's not like one for just be like okay, I'm fine with this. All like when Alice kidnapped her, she was like, this is not okay. Um, so I feel like once she became a vampire and she's on like the same level physically, mm -hmm. she can handle herself. Okay, so why do you okay? Um, this is this I, I, I was watching when I was watching the movies re recently I just kept thinking a lot about Rosalie 
and I, 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 for a long time, when I first read the books, I was like, this girl's just a bitch. Rosalie's a, a straight up bitch. But now I think she's actually the most realist person in the Cullen family. Yeah. I mean, the other Cullens are like, yeah, Bella, become a vampire. It's great. And it's like, Rosalie's like, hey, just so you know, it's not great. Um, you never change. You're stuck like this. You are craving blood from humans and you just feel like a monster all the time. I understand you see the good things of being able to be with Edward for the rest of your life, but like think more critically about it. And then also like Bella's existence and her knowledge of the Cullens and the vampires and everything puts everything Rosalie loves about this life that she's stuck with in danger. Yeah. yeah. So I understand Rosalie not being nice to Bella. Her, her, her rights to be a bitch was, you know, was her right. Yeah. The right. So I, I don't, uh, another thing about Carl, Carlisle, um, I don't think he was into the idea of consent a lot, turning people randomly into yeah. vampires. Because like, well, during, because like with Edward, I think he's like, oh yeah, his mom asked me to turn him. I think, I think that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I'm like, I mean, Edward didn't say anything. I was like, so now you just turn into a vampire, even though you don't know wh- if that's what he wants. And like with Esme, that whole thing is creepy. I was like, Stephanie, why, what is your obsession with people like meeting the love of their lives as children and then like marrying them? Um, and then Wasn't that her story with Rosalie. Yeah. So like, wait, Stephanie's or? Yeah, Stephanie's. I'm not sure. I think so. Now I have to look that up. I think she met her, her husband in, in elementary school. Interesting. Hmm. And then like with uh, Rosalie, Rosalie was just, I was like she because so I have like this theory because like you know the twins like Jane and Alec how their power is sort of manifested based on the emotions that they were feeling as they were dying mm-hmm. like Rosalie was turned right after she got like assaulted by her um what's her face by her fiance yeah and then she got turned so I was like maybe that has to do with why she's so miserable yeah because those are the emotions that she probably has to carry with her for the rest of her life explains a lot actually actually makes a lot of sense uh honestly i forgot sometimes that esme was around yeah it's weird she's she's not really she doesn't really speak much and i like when bella's like oh yeah i'm gonna name my child renesme i was like do you you said like you had one conversation with her three books ago (laughs) yeah where she's like she's like yeah my baby died so that's not my baby right now it's like girl we just met (laughs) um so Emmett from the book was a cuddly bro but Emmett from the movie was just a bra yeah like here's the thing so like I liked Jasper more than Emmett because Emmett was very not super developed he was just like he's like yeah I'm coming and I say a funny thing and then that's the end of my character the same in the books because I think Emmett in the book kind of was like the heart of the family but he didn't add a lot to the family besides just being goofy and funny and trying to prevent Rosalie from ripping Bella's head off half of the time yeah so Jasper uh let's what are the points I have here I have confederate soldier the birthday party and new moon and his powers affecting affecting Bella which one you want to tackle um, so we already talked about the Confederacy and how that's just weird, but like the whole Bella, pow, Bella's powers not be, being affected by Jasper because it's like, oh, it's not a mental thing. It's a physical thing. I'm like, Stephanie, this is one of those things that you are just, it, I mean, I guess it makes sense 
fine oh. but like it's it like the whole Bella shield I was like it works when it's convenient it works when it's convenient it works when it's not like that's just <laughs> that's it we can admit that we can admit it's a it's you know just a little plot point yeah I mean I, I, I when I was watching the movie and I was again I was just thinking like how is his powers affecting her it's supposed to be his the mood it, it's in the it's in the brain yeah and then how can his affect her but edward can't read her thoughts so he can't read her subconscious yeah so is that like a separate thing but then how can mm -hmm. well because alice can like see bella's future but like thoughts are a mental thing yeah because based on like the thoughts and decisions people are making those are mental again stephanie meyer did not she didn't take her time and write down the mythology correctly yeah this is a lot of holes we can book here uh, so do you think that Stephanie Meyer kind of had a slight grudge towards Leia Clearwater? Yeah, I mean, I think she did because it was just like she never caught a break, mm -hmm. you know, first like, you know, Sam leaves her and then she turns into a or she turns a werewolf, kills her father on accident. She's to live with that. And then she has to go and be in a pack of a bunch of other dudes who think she's just whiny because the guy she was in love with left her for her cousin and mm -hmm. there's nothing she can do about it. she can be mad about it because they had no choice and then you know she finds out that she'll probably never have children and will imprint on people so just a fun time for leah it, it was because of you that i re that uh, i remember that it, her her transformation was the reason uh, harry died someone tried to tell me it wasn't i was like, <laughs> like no it's i was like no i just read it it is but yeah, because it's not in the book. Yeah. So in the book, she just showed up as a werewolf in uh, Eclipse. But in the illustrated guide, it explains that she turned and it surprised him so much that he had a heart attack. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I forgot to add that one Charlie note, but I think I, I think I remember. So, okay, so three things about Charlie. Charlie was the poster child for getting screwed over in, in yeah. the movies and in the books. I think everyone can agree that that's that's charlie's part part in the story yeah uh charlie's the only character in twilight that one must prepare to risk it all yeah i mean yeah <laughs> I, I agree i mean i'm not a fan of mustaches but i it makes it work yeah yeah and also also the last point that i didn't write down but i think i wrote down in my notebook it's kind of sus that sue quickly moved over to that's my thing. <laughs> like because the twilight timeline is so short it's less than two years so like new moon eclipse and breaking dawn all take place in the same year so like in march or whatever in months uh, literally months in march space harry clearwater dies and then by breaking dawn they are together it's like that's like five months I was like, girl, you moved on. I'm like, I, you know what? Everyone griefs their own way. We got to respect that. I'm cool with that. But it was literally less than, uh, so she, they, didn't they start dating around Eclipse or they were like hanging out around, hanging yeah, out around like Eclipse? Eclipse? Yeah, I think so. So that's literally like weeks after the events of New Moon and then breaking yeah. down is a couple months after Eclipse. I don't yeah. know. That was there. There must have been something else going on there that we don't know about. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so, uh, um, the Volturis. Do you think the vampire world needs to be governed by the patriarchy? 
No, uh, I think I really would have loved if the Breaking Dawn had ended with like them overthrowing the Volturi, them figuring out how to do that. Because I I understand rules, I understand keeping a secret, but I feel like them being the end all be all and being this all powerful, let me just collect people that have powers I want. I think that that should have been taken care of. Yeah, that should have been. That would have been actually a way better story than what they got. If they would have kept yeah. the three books and then the three, the end of the third book is them um, taking on the Volturi and quote unquote. They had the manpower for world. it. Yeah, like if, if, the, if the battle any if the battle of the Inbreaking Dawn in the movie, that had actually happened, fine. That would have, that would have worked. I mean, I would have been sad because it killed a bunch of my favorite characters. But it would have been, it would have, would have been a, such a good ending though. Yeah. So speaking of that ending, my my, my boyfriend hasn't he, he's never seen Twilight, never seen Twilight. Uh, I start, he, we started watching the movies and we got to the Breaking Dawn. We got to the second part, and I, I turn to look at him, and I'm no longer looking at, at the TV, and he's staring at me. He's like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "I need you to look at the TV. Watch the TV. <laughs> like watch the TV because I need I need to see this moment." So. Um, he's like all right so he's paying attention to the tv you know everyone's dying the the whole thing it's so fucking epic and then it's all a dream yeah i have never seen someone's face express disappointment deception betrayal and lies literally and i was like brah imagine seeing this in the movie theater i know like that was so I saw it. I almost walked out. My mom was like, you got to stay. <laughs> like, this didn't happen in the book. But it would have, that, that was the thing that when, when they were doing the movie and the making of, they kept saying, oh, we're going to, we're going to do something different for the ending. We're going to do something amazing for the ending, something everyone's going to like. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. They're going to, they're actually going to eliminate all the talking. No, they did it. They made it worse. Yeah. I was, oh I was so stressed out because like with Jasper and then Carlisle and Certainly, I was like, "This is this is the worst." Hated it. I, I was, it was not. It was not what I wanted. So, the wolf pack and the whole thing—how the indigenous representation in this in this Twilight book is not the best. Do you think there is some sort of redeeming quality in all of that, or there's absolutely nothing the seven years I mean, did? The, like they're there, which I guess you know is something but I feel like maybe I I said it before I don't like what Stephanie writes about like Jacob or the wolf pack I don't think she she should have those rights revoked someone else should handle that she's maybe like get a co-author who can handle the wolf pack because she doesn't know how to handle them no. um yeah I just there's like the one redeeming thing is like Seth but like Seth is only there to be like see look they're not all bad which like that's not a good one great um, so on the humans, the you know the the few humans we have in in uh, in Forks. So you said something about Mike Newton's defense. Yeah, yeah, because people act like Mike Newton is this evil and nefarious character who's just trying to get Bella alone and like sneak up on her. I was like, he's just a teenager. And like, well, in Midnight Sun, I was like, in Midnight Sun's from Edward's point of view. Edward's a weirdo. Yeah. Anybody that thinks about Bella in any way other than you know, the way Edward has her in his mind, he's going to think is just an evil person. So Jessica Stanley is the true bitch of Forks. Yeah. Well, in, in the movie, yeah. In the book, it's, I mean, in the book, she's also bad. But in the book, it's like this girl, Lauren, who's just like, 
hating on Bella, the girl. Just say you're jealous. And yeah, I fine. thank you for remind. Thank you for saying that. They didn't. They, they didn't. They merge a couple of the characters together. So yeah. Like, so like Eric and Ben are the same character. Mm-hmm. Eric and then Laura, Lauren, and Jessica. Yeah. Are the same character. Mike is himself. Yeah, Mike was. Yeah, Mike is his own little character. Icon. Yeah, because Icon. Eric didn't date it. And, and yeah, Eric didn't date Angela the entire time. It was Ben. And also, but Eric is not mentioned to be Asian in the story either. I don't think so. Yeah, because I'm, I'm thinking right now, I don't think Stephanie Meyer wrote any of them specifically saying that they were non-white. I mean, it's kind yeah. of implied that they're all white in the story. Yeah, I think so. Well, well we're, we're unpacking a lot of things here that Stephanie Meyer probably doesn't even want us to talk about. Yeah, that's probably why she doesn't have a Twitter. I would never let that woman know a day apiece. So another thing that I remember watching the movie yesterday, what happened to that one black guy that was in, in this movie from the first one? He doesn't show up again. I don't think I saw, I saw another person of color in the, in the whole movie. The, the one that like hits Bella with the car mm-hmm. almost? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't, he's, he's not really in the other movies. Yeah, I don't know what, I mean, in the book, I know he's like with Lauren and Lauren hates uh bella but i don't really yeah i don't think he's in the other movies no, weird i don't think you see any other actor that's not caucasian in the background yeah. a lot yeah no because you need have laurent and the whole situation with laurent is already you know mm-hmm. yeah so ooh, yeah stephanie meyer we're not calling you out but we're kind of calling you out yeah answer my emails <laughs> Uh, I, I, no we're just we, we can just take a road trip over to her house it will be easier yeah somewhere out there in arizona uh so if you could rework twilight according to your view or your or your idea what would you what would you do different or what would you um, do? i probably wouldn't change much jasper wouldn't be a confederate soldier uh rosalie would get some redemption the wolf pack would probably be very different more um i was like They'd be more like, you know, less, less evil, kind yeah. of less than yeah. like the agitators and the issue with the tree and everything. And the Collins would be more humble. They'd be apologize more, give people money. Do you think would, that the, the, the Collins in a way kind of represented like this civilization while the, 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 the shapeshifters basically I can call them the werewolves uh, were more still represented the savages yeah that's what that's what it was very it was very much like you know it's like oh yeah the story of like colonization but like the colonizers are the good guys it's like this is this is like how do you move on to their land and then go you can stay in this corner we get everything else yeah, don't come into our don't don't come into our area trying to help us with you it's like look you're like you know you're not the good guys here we've been here first and you guys could live literally anywhere in the world go do that also why would they keep going back to high school that's my thing it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me it, people say it makes sense i was like if you think about it it doesn't make sense it doesn't it doesn't make sense because first of all in the movies they don't look like high schoolers and the book yeah they don't describe them looking as high school they describe them looking as models so that would be yeah. kind of weird for them to live in forks in, and they look like that and the midnight sun they talk about how much they hate being in high school I'm like so why <laughs> 
They're like the longer we, the younger we stay out, the longer we stay in one place. Why would you want to stay in one place longer if you hate your life there? I mean, also they're mm-hmm. vampires. They don't need to go to high school. They can just chill out at the house. Yeah, I'm like, just say you're homeschooled. And there's also there's there's several states that don't require um, parents to inform the the state itself that they're homeschooling their children. So they totally could have gotten away with it. Yeah. But again, there's a lot of holes that we can poke, but we don't want to poke those holes. So um, I'm going to flip these questions around. So where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, In five years, hopefully not in Ohio anymore. Um, Maybe I'll still be doing the whole social media thing, but I don't really know. I'm kind of see where my life is going next like six months okay that's what i have planned (laughs) (laughs) so is is there something that you would like to do given the platform that you have um i would i would like to be able to just like make money on social media just kind of like doing that Mm -hmm. um i if i like got a huge platform i would want to start a book club because i read books all the time and then i have no one to talk to like talk with them about so i would start a book club um but that's pretty much what i would do well when you you start reading dune just let me know we can talk about dune all the time okay we'll do all right so all right so the last last question i have here and i did include it in the original notes i sent you because i i uh, this was very deep in your in your tiktok in your tiktok videos uh so have they been able to further determine the cause of your husband richard's death or is it still natural causes <laughs> oh my gosh that robe yeah um i am obsessed with that robe it, it is absolutely the most useless thing i own but i love it i would buy like five more in a bunch of different colors <laughs> so so richard is still determined oh so, yeah no it's still it's still undetermined natural causes um i am in the clear okay good good i mean because I mean, we won't we totally will not quote quote unquote definitely will not possibly help you if you know yes we would you we won't we won't we will but we would help you out just in case yeah yeah obviously <laughs> so um do you have do you have any final words you like to throw out to the to the peoples of the worlds um thanks for having me uh thanks for listening and if you want to follow me on tiktok it's hey J. Uh, I talk about Twilight a lot. Uh, if you have, I have a Q and A box, if you want me to talk about something, let me know. I'm gonna link uh, her stuff in the in the in the notes now that I know how to do that. Awesome, yeah. So that's pretty much it. I'm on social media a lot. <laughs> well, thank you, Bianca, for waking up early today and talking to me about Twilight and all this wonderful stuff about how much we poking holes into Stephanie Meyer's work. Yes, thanks for having me. I love talking about Twilight, so this has been an absolute joy. Well, maybe in the future we'll we'll talk about Twilight again, or maybe we'll we'll compare Twilight to v- the Vampire Chronicles or something. Okay, yeah, I'll read more vampire books. Soon. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Have a have have a great day, you guys, and thank you for listening to stuff we're obsessed with. Remember that all of you are contractually obligated to listen to me because you're my friends and family, and you have no choice. So, bye.